Hi. How's it going, Trudy? You all right? I'm good, Angus. I'm good. Good to see you, man. Good to see you. Um, it's a real pleasure. It's a real pleasure to have you on. First of all, um, I've got to ask about your name. Your name's True Brian. Is that is that your actual real name? Well, not when I was born. When I was born, it was Roger True Bryant II. And uh, a couple of years ago, as I was serving as chaplain and a history teacher at a prep school in Connecticut, mm -hmm. I went down to the court. I went down to the local court. Uh, it wasn't a dirt road, but it was almost. And I said, I want to change my name to True Bryant. That's it. I want to drop Roger um, and... That's all. And she said, why do you want to do it? I said, because it's a cool name. And she said, okay. And she banged the gavel and I paid 200 bucks. So. <laughs> Great story, man. And um, yeah, yeah you're, you're living your truth now as well. So it's that kind of a bit of synchronicity there as well. So um, let me just introduce you to everyone. So True Bryant, you're from California or Connecticut originally, but you literally just moved to California to kind of follow, follow your dreams and stuff. Uh, you're an entrepreneur, healer, coach, um, currently working on a TEDx talk, which is exciting. And also you're co-authoring a book called Resilience, which is also really cool. So we're kind of in the same space, hence we're kind of jamming on here right now. So I really appreciate if you kind of shared you, you know, shared, shared you like, a, like your story. I guess mm -hmm. kind of where, kind of why you're, you know, why you're here at the moment, you know, in this moment in time, doing what you're doing. Um, so just like a brief kind of, well, I don't know, five minutes, just just whatever, go with the flow. Sure. Yeah. Well, I'm learning more and more as the months pass to not, you know, there's a time and a place to script something, and then there's a time and a place to just be spontaneous. Mm. And this here with you feels very spontaneous. So uh, I'm going to kind of shut off the logical thinking brain and just speak from the heart. So I feel that I'm here talking with you um, because I believe that there's at least one person on this podcast who needs to hear some of my story. Um, and this is the real power of it because this kind of technology that can shoot out to right now several people, but several hundreds and thousands and millions um, you never know, right? You never know, right? So the the topic of resilience and the topic of coming back from things like sexual abuse as a as a three year old for me, um, from within within close, you know, quote unquote trusted members, um, working with sacred plant medicine, um, working as a chaplain, working as a history teacher. Um, you know, I, I actually grew up in Georgia until I was 17, and then I went to a very prestigious prep school called Phillips Exeter Academy, and I did that for two years, and that's the feeder school to Harvard, and uh, both of my parents went, went to that, that prep school, mm -hmm. and I did rowing, I did football, I played JV quarterback, and uh, I was the only person who voted uh, on the JV football squad, so... Uh, I will withhold. No, fuck it. I, I voted for McCain, I think. <laughs> and I really didn't know anything about the politics or the the agenda. I just knew my dad would appreciate, uh, you know, the conservative bent. So that's that was my level of thinking back then. 
But, um, you know, the last three years, I was working as a chaplain in Connecticut, as I said, um, and that really went in line with my theological upbringing. Uh, I was baptized in Greece when I was nine uh, in, a, in a monastery of women, mm. and there, were, there was a bishop and one or two uh, celibate monks there, and it was in the middle of the night on the top of a mountain in the snow, and I was baptized into Greek Orthodox Christianity. Wow. When I was nine. And so since then, it's been a, a question of, okay, so is this my identity? Mm-hmm. Where does it fit in? Is it because of my mother and her conversion? Um, how much do I own of it? You know, um, working with the things that I'm re- working with now in terms of uh, plants and medicines and alternative healings and rituals and just natural healing. Mm. You know, it's, always, it's been, a, it's been a, a way of breaking free, I think. That's what I feel. Um, not to say separating from quote unquote Christianity, but I really have no feeling for the organized church that much. And it feels, it feels nice to say it out loud. Um, I believe that we are each connected to our own divinity and that we're collectively divine. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe that society throws so many terrible messages at us from the day we're born and before. Yeah. So we are just born with this karma overload and we have to actively see through it see mm. through it mm. that's a bit of my story yeah is there any way any uh any pointers you want to take it that's awesome any directions you want to take? that's awesome well yeah i think so i think you said um you know like before we're born and stuff and as we're born we're, we kind of get messages and we're brought into the we're just brought into the world you know, we didn't really choose where we were born. Didn't really choose who our parents were. Didn't really, we didn't really, really give any thought to our, you know, our beliefs and where they actually came from. Um, and it's only for me over the past kind of sort of three or four years. Actually, well, hold on a second. Like, like when I was growing up, I always kind of had questions. Like, you know, what's well, what's this? What's this? Um, and I also had kind of weird experiences as well. Just like, um, I remember just like looking at my hands and just being like, well, you know, what, what the hell is this? Like questioning my own, you know, questioning my own reality. Um, and I, from a young age, me personally, I've always known there's, some, there's something more. There's something that nudges you. You know, what is that nudge? What is the thing that nudges you? To, to, to like, to kind of, it literally just kind of pushes you forward into something and for me that i don't know about you but for me that was always quite strong um and it was it was probably stronger than sort of i don't really know how to put it um i don't know i just just like intu- intuitional nudges kind of thing um but we're, we're we're not really taught how to you know how to follow this and how to be um and also to to use our mind as well like our mind is such a powerful tool it's such a powerful tool yet we're not we're not we're not taught how to use it we're not taught how to use it for you know for our time here on planet earth um and i think i think personally i think that's that's what kind of should be taught more and more as people become more aware of how to use it um, 
you know, most people, from my perception, just think, you know, they are their mind. They are like this this physical body. I mean, I am. Don't get me wrong. My name's Angus Young. Your name's True Brian. I'm holding a pen. This this is the physical world we live in. But there's there's more to it than that. And I think at this stage in time, um, we're coming into a completely new era. Like for the last mm-hmm. for the last couple couple thousand years, it's been it's been run on, on astrological terms anyway where it's it's um, it's been kind of it's all about big control power money but now people are starting to they're starting to wake up to to themselves to the power of themselves and because they are they are lowercase g they, they you uh, god you know that everything is within you and so kind of got to a bit of a rabbit hole there. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, I really feel I really feel like we're all kind of starting to wake up now, and yeah, just I'm I'm really passionate about just just um, people just kind of being their true selves and finding that truth, living that truth. Um, yeah, so it's just yeah. You know, I had a I had a wild experience. Uh, one of the one of my clients um, had an incredible dream two nights ago, and basically was informed of a past life. Mm. And she, she had always liked uh, like pirate keys, skeleton keys, but she never knew why. And so um, she had a profound experience that affected her bodily and. Uh, psychically mm-hmm. before she went to bed on a guided meditation and um, she was informed as to why she loved skeleton keys and uh, that she had had a past life as a woman named Annabelle mm-hmm. and you know in, in a scene that looked like something out of Game of Thrones and sometimes you know, these, these um to me they're, they're gifts of grace they're gifts of of insight mm-hmm. and there it's a, it's an amazing puzzle that uh, it, I think that it, it only starts to come together when the larger consciousness that we all are mm-hmm. knows that we are pure in our intentions and we want to know and we're curious and we are surrendered and we we're legitimately wanting to know okay mm-hmm. am I just this body or is there is there so much more that I can intuit yeah. is there mm-hmm. and I, I want to know and I'm ready to receive and uh, so it's it's always fun to hear from from those I work with and, and friends and other people who yes there are dimensions you know who, who get the, the information yes there are other dimensions yes there is a higher form of love yes there is um, something more than the game and alcohol yeah. you know to do with your time <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. Um, yeah, it's very true, and um, yeah, it's just it's, it's special. It's a special, special place to be. And I feel really grateful to be here. Um, but let's let's move on. So you mentioned um, you mentioned you're co-authoring a book as well, yes. which is really exciting. Um, I, I didn't actually mention to you. To, to you, uh, this this to you before, 
but I'm actually I've actually co-authored a book as well literally over the past like six weeks um, it's, it's about kind of so it's, it's with 30 other people and we've basically just been on a journey and we've, we've discovered kind of like secret codes of the universe it's like been our truths um, so we've, we've all kind of collated together put our essence into and it's um, yeah so the book will be out um, next week which is exciting really exciting and then um, you mentioned that you're you're also <laughs> you're also co-authoring a book um, and that's called um, Resilience so do you want to tell us a little bit about that? I'd love to yeah um, so I was contacted after dropping a, a very energetically charged post about uh, it was titled why you should work with me mm -hmm. and the first line was because I don't have my shit together and it really caught a lot of attention um, I think because of the authenticity yeah um, I, I believe that that authenticity is going to be the currency of the future mm, uh, especially in light of, of artificial intelligence mm. um, I, I think that you know, quote unquote, us humans are going to be uh, really on the lookout and craving, uh, let's say, human fallibility. Mm -hmm. Human, uh, you know, our imperfections are, are so endearing. Mm. And um, love that. Yeah, they really are. But uh, this story, I, I'm putting it together now. I, I need to sit down and, and really put more to it. But, um, you know, I think the resiliency story is it really begins. Um, it's a bit arbitrary where it can begin, but I'm going to start it when I left my junior boarding school job four months ago in Connecticut and mm -hmm. took a road trip um, just on a dream and a vision and a purpose and a feeling, a very strong feeling that I need to be out here um, on the beach uh, dancing and singing and helping people feel better. Is that right? So the, and, and part of that move, actually, uh, as my private coach told me, he said, you know, when you make a move like this, it's not just you going to get something. It's not just you going to grasp and possess, you know, this whatever abundance you think you're going to get. Mm -hmm. It's actually you move toward it and the universe comes at you as well. Yeah. And so it's a meeting, yeah. right? So, and, and I, I've met dozens, literally <laughs> dozens of people, you know, over Facebook Messenger. Mm -hmm. uh, I met somebody in Denver who I'm friends with now, somebody in Provo, Utah who makes the best smoked salmon. Uh, you know. <laughs> so I gotta, I gotta go back there when I'm up in Provo. Awesome. Um, you know, I'll visit Sedona next, uh, actually this weekend. Ooh. So it's just a, it's a time of exploration and a time of, of, uh, of movement and change and I'm flowing with it. Right. Yeah, man. Well, I'm super excited for you. Well done for, um, you know, for chasing your vision, going with your heart. You know, we need more, people like you in the world who are just living their truth and as you said you know truth is the is going to be the currency of the future I love that absolutely love that mm. um, yeah just love love and compassion yeah that's just that's awesome and you're also um, you mentioned uh, TED Talk as well which is really cool you were yeah, in yeah, TED, the TED Talk uh, just a, a preview of the TED Talk. I'm putting it together now uh, with a connection there. And um, we're, we're fleshing it out now um, because I believe that there's thousands of, 
of men in particular, but also women, mm-hmm. um, who need to hear this. And, and my main message is going to be, uh, as it stands right now, is going to be how, uh, let's say, straight men or heterosexual men in America need permission to um, embrace their feminine, or as Carl Jung would put it, the anima, mm. uh, the artistic, the creative, the unknown, the change, the uh, you know the graceful elements of what it means to be a man, and uh, that Love there's that. you know that, that we don't have to be we don't have to be constricted in order to be we don't have to be a, a you know a, a speechless James Bond type figure to be a an attractive. Uh, whole male mm. yeah love that love that so much and it, it's just masculine and it's just an, they're just energies aren't they masculine energy feminine energy and I think I know a lot of kind of females who are just females and males who are just males but it's just a kind of energy and really I know for me as well embracing my inner, inner femininity um, you know, it doesn't doesn't mean you're doesn't mean you're gay. Doesn't mean you're, but it can be kind of perceived that way. Um, you know, showing your kind of feminine sides, but it's it's just yeah, it's just it's just embodying all all of you, um, embodying all of you, and again, all of your all of your kind of strengths, all of your weaknesses. Um, it's all it's all fine. A lot of people, a lot of people just kind of hide. Um, hide their traits you know hide hide things um, but it's just like I think to, to truly love you've got to accept all all of you um, and that's um, that's, what we, that's what we want to see isn't it in this new world as well we want to see people in their full embodiment full energy loving life doing their thing living their dream yeah. living their dreams you know jumping for joy that's how that's how life should be. Uh, that's how life should be lived. Um, and I guess, I'm, like, society is kind of set up in a way. Like, I, I was kind of brought up to, you know, go to school, um, go to university, get a job, work nine till five, um, and then retire at sixty-five. I, I just, I couldn't have done that. My soul would just wouldn't have let me do that. But that's how that's how most people live, and that's kind of how society is set up. But we're moving into an era now where, you know, we've got like me. You're in bloody California. I'm in Scotland. I'll show you where I am. I've not actually shown you. I spin it around. Yeah, this is Scotland. Now you're in California. <laughs> yeah. So we're well. You know we're. We've got the access to anything, like the like click of a button. You're in bloody California. So it's like there's never been a time like this in the world that we can just be so connected and we can just literally, we can do anything. We don't have to, we don't have to work a job that we don't want to work. You know, we don't have to be stuck. We don't have to be stuck. We can, we can live our full lives and be who we are. Um, I mean, it, it does take a bit of time to kind of transition. <laughs> For me, when I, when I had a job and stuff, I thought it'd be instant. Like, oh, I'm going to start my property management business. Bosh, and that's me. It wasn't really quite like that. So <laughs> anyone, anyone listening, I definitely recommend to 
um, have a nice flow rather than just like bang, like stop, start, stop, start. Um, but yeah, yeah, we live in a world where we're just so connected to each other. Um, yeah, it's just it's special, isn't it? It's special. Do you feel it yeah. as well? Yeah, I I feel that you know that that amount of leverage can go either way, and that's why I feel that. It's really, really critical for, um, how do I put it? Those who love the light mm. to really speak up. Yeah. Those who, love, those who love vulnerability and honesty and who are trying to live well, who are trying to love their lives and radiate that, that vibration of love out to anybody who comes around them. And especially realizing that that can happen through a video, mm. right? So. 100%. Like, like between us right now or whoever's watching like we are uh, because the intention is to share these stories and, and share the light um, it doesn't mean that I'm not that I'm it doesn't mean that I'm naive to the dark in me um, and that's been a huge part of my work uh, yeah but it means that you know I know those elements of myself that I could express but I'm not not going to mm. I have made peace with them as much as I can now and I will continue to make peace with them. But I know that that the the inner child and my spirit animal and my ideal future, like those are the things that I that I use as my, my tripod. Yeah. You know, and those are the those are the things that are just so pure. Love and, it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I try to do in my well, I don't try, I do it. Yeah. In my one to one coping for twelve weeks mm -hmm. uh, with the people that I work with. Awesome. Yeah. And you're you you, you are you just doing one-on-one -on -one coaching, or do you do group coaching? What's I do one-on-one -on -one right now, and I'm putting together a, a done-for-you program. Awesome. But that'll be that'll be ready soon, but not yet. Yeah. Good stuff. That's that's so good. And um, yeah, yeah. I love I love how you mentioned the tripod, and um, just having like a it's like a fundamental base for you to start your day from, you know, kind of guidance system, um. And you're also you're also you're quite keen you're a keen meditator as well, aren't you? Yes, uh, yes, but uh, you know I have my my own methods. I don't I don't love to just clear my mind. Yeah, uh, we were we were talking about this before, mm. but uh, you know I view meditation as as time with my creator, and my creator is fundamentally forgiving and loving, mm. and. I, I honestly don't know. I've always been at this place uh, since seminary. I don't know. I'm caught between the East and the West in terms of <laughs> their concept of, of if God is, is separate from me, either above or below, or is it me when there's no uh, thought, mm -hmm. right? And I, I'm much more of the thinking that, uh, that there is no difference between my true self and what we call God. Mm. And so meditation to me is literally just sitting and setting aside some time in the morning and at night to just say, okay, God, I, I'm ready to feel your love and, and to feel it energetically in my body. And because, mm. because the last thing I do want to say is, is that there are, there are people, so many people that I talk to, and, and I've known this myself, that will not allow us pleasure. Yeah. That will not allow us yes. pleasure. And it's such a, it's such a thing that I keep running into it mm. with myself and other people where, what are these? What are these limitations that we put on ourselves? Uh, and I'm, this is not a, a an advertisement for porn. I, I don't agree with that mm -hmm. at all. 
I think that porn is a, a real hurt for a lot of a lot of men, especially 100%, and women. Understand, but um, but I mean, in terms of energetically feeling simply loved and forgiven, uh, it doesn't require going to church. It doesn't require any kind of priest. It requires me sitting, oftentimes crying when I need to, and the other half of the time smiling because I know it's the truth. Mm. Does that resonate? Love that. That resonates so much, man. Yeah. Hundred percent. That's so great. And you, you, um, you mentioned kind of sexuality and sex and porn and all that stuff as well. Um, for me, you know, sex is is, is so sacred. You know, um, it's the same. If you have a kind of think about it, it's the same life force that brought us into the world. And as you said before. It's so it's so misused and it's so like people are just oh just totally entangled in it and it's um it's not nice to see it's not nice to see um but yeah I think it should be more I think it should be more treasured in our society um, definitely I'm actually I've just kind of I've just come um, off uh, like a, it's like an inner masculine summit. Um, so basically just I think there's maybe 50% presenters whoever came on just to talk about you know kind of tantra embodiment um, heart warrior stuff light warrior all that stuff like a, like a deep 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 dive into you know your your being um, and just it was it was so good it was so awesome um, yeah I absolutely loved it I absolutely loved it um are there practices that you take from that that you do in your daily life? Yes, I um well I used to I mean meditation has been a big one for me over 3 years over the last kind of yeah. 3 years. I um Yeah, kind of the first time I did it it was weird. I just kind of completely sort of trans trans transcended transcended. And I was just all of a sudden I was just like I went outside and I was just like, "Whoa, everything's connected." I wasn't really, I wasn't doing anything. I was just, just like, everything was connected. I was like, "Holy!" I was like, "Holy moly!" <laughs> this, this is awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think for two or three years after that, I sat in meditation, and um, kind of wanting to be in that place all the time. So I was kind of going for that. I had like a goal, you know what I mean? But it doesn't, as as you know, it doesn't work like that. Um, you just kind of sit there um, yeah but for me now I, I used to do it kind of half an hour every day but for me now I literally just um, I just um, you know I'll light my candle I'll set my intention for the day and I'll just you know put my hands together and just you know express my, my gratitude um, for the day and then maybe do five or ten minutes kind of um, breathing and stuff just to kind of watch your you know watch your thoughts because we are you know we are the watcher of our thoughts aren't we um, we aren't our thoughts which is we aren't and most people think that we are I thought that I was but we're, we're not we're just the watchers and we can you know we can pick pick and choose our thoughts which is quite exciting really isn't it <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember at, at one class in seminary, um, we had a monk 
who had been a monk in Greece on a place called Mount Athos, which is famous for having uh, several hundred, if not thousands of monks who have renounced sex and who have renounced family life. And they've gone to this uh, peninsula on, in northeast Greece. And it's a very, very interesting place and beautiful at times. And I have two friends who actually become monks there and they'll be there for the rest of their life. Wow. And uh, yeah, and so somebody who had been there, who was now a professor at my seminary where I was, uh, I remember him in class, there was about 20 of us sitting in a circle and he was at the front. And I remember when he, he put his pen down and he said, you know, we were talking about St. Maximus and all these early ancient Christian fathers and desert fathers and mm-hmm. stages of, of wisdom. And he, he just put his pen down and he said, you know, in this class, if there's one thing you learn from me, it's this. You are not those thoughts that go through your head all day. And if you can, if you can realize this, mm-hmm. then I've done my job. Yeah. And it hit me. I'm like, and it didn't seem to hit, I looked around and it didn't seem to hit other people, but I thought, it really, it struck, it went right in and I thought, oh shit. Oh. Oh, again. And I just got really, I got, I got liberated in a sense. Yeah. It was a profound liberation. Yeah. That's so awesome. Have you, um, did, have you ever thought about being a monk in your, in your career? Oh yeah, there was a stretch of about two or three years there where I, where I was going to. Mm-hmm. But if I'm honest with myself, which I'm, I'm demanding of myself these days, uh, it was largely actually driven by a fear of if I could succeed in the world. Mm, powerful. Yeah. So I've decided to uh, step up and see what I can do in the world. That's awesome, man. That's so great. Yeah. I was the yeah. same as well. I was um, I was in Bali in Thailand last year. Um, yeah. I kind of did. I joined a network marketing company um, a couple of years ago. And I just went out there for an event and stuff. When I was there, I was like thinking about just like go to the monasteries and be a monk for a couple of months or whatever. But I definitely know. I know it's not my kind of forte. Um, but I'd love to just spend time with them. Um, obviously. Um, but no, it's, I'm like you. I, I want my my where I'm going is kind of is is a, is business. It's, it's really business focused, coaching focused. I see myself as a uh, self love guide, transformation mentor, just helping others. You know, be all they can be. That's that's what really just just lights me up inside. That's to be honest. That's that's why I'm here. That's why I live. That's why I get up each day. That's that's my purpose, you know. That's what I love to do. And it's really, it's actually. I kind of grew up not knowing what I wanted to do, and when you kind of discover that, when you, when you discover your purpose and what you want to do, it's really, it's really liberating and really freeing. And um, so, I definitely, definitely encourage others just to. You know, put your put your monkey mind aside. Put your monkey mind aside, and just you know, follow what's right for you. Follow what's in your heart. Do what's right for you. Um, it's so it's so easy to just live off the kind of, of opinions of others. Um, and you know, just I was I've been a people pleaser pretty much my whole life, and I'm very kind of aware of that. You know, 
Um, but it's definitely for me, for me to step into all that I am and to, for me to be all that I am, I need to uh, place boundaries in my life um, and not, not pleasing people. I mean, I, do, I, I love having fun and having laughs with everyone. Don't get me wrong. Um, but some people don't like if, if if you don't kind of actually I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole <laughs> I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole maybe for another time maybe for another time um, but yeah um, how long have we been on for Billy? I think we're going to do about 30 minutes let's do another minute or two yeah cool man well I've got I normally do um, some questions, kind of quick fire questions at the end. Oh, okay, okay. So it's wherever it kind of comes up. Um, okay. So my first one is, what is what is your spirit animal? A Bengal tiger. Bengal tiger. So what's what's that all about? Then what's the kind of? I picture him uh, laying on top of a rock, overlooking an Amazonian-type forest. Mm. And anytime I need help around masculinity, I actually consult this animal and I say, "What do I need?" Mm. And I actually uh, I put my hand on his back and he'll come through me from him and says, "Don't worry, I, I I'm here anytime you need me." So it's a it's a kind of very peaceful but also it can be threatening when it's needed mm-hmm. kind of energy, yeah. That's awesome, man. So it's really, so the, the tiger's there, it's ready to come out, but you're you're kind of soft and playful and yeah, man, that's, that's awesome. I can feel that tiger in you as well. Um, and also another question, um, what's, the, what's the best, or sorry, no, what's the worst? What's the worst bit of advice you've ever received? <laughs> oh man! Oh, I I intentionally filter that out. Um, or just give me one second. Uh, just play me. <laughs> uh, the worst, the worst advice. Um, Oh, I was playing baseball. Well, it, it's interchangeable with any of the sports in the South. When I was growing up in Georgia, uh, the coaches would have all these phrases, very Southern, you know, borderline redneck phrases yeah. and uh, real real gems, especially when I would repeat them in the North, in New England and, and out here out West. But uh, one of the phrases that I always remember my, my football coach saying uh, when I would get hit or tackled, you know, as a quarterback or a receiver, they would say, your mama's got a washing machine. And and I, I just remember hearing that and thinking, okay, okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're right. If you have that view of women and if you have that view of me, mm. sure. <laughs> so that's one that I laugh at now and uh, I give no credence to. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. All right. Um, quick fire question: Who who's, who's who do you see? Who inspires you the most? Like, what person in in the world inspires you the most, apart from yourself? Apart from me. Hmm. 
I'll give two. Uh, Jordan Peterson. Oh, is that the golfer, cricketer? No, he's a he's a, a Canadian professor. All right. He wrote uh, Twelve Rules for Life. Yeah, yeah. Jordan Peterson. And the second one is a uh, is a guru named uh, Muji. Oh, I Muji love lives in in India. Yeah. So I, I really appreciate them both. He's is he not Jamaican? Yes, he is actually. And then he lived for years as a painter in the UK. Yeah, yeah. And he lives yeah. in Portugal at the moment. <gasps> yeah, he's he's awesome. I, I love him too. Yeah. Uh, Who's your main influence? My main influence, apart from myself. Um, oh fuck, man! Now you put me on the spot. <laughs> Um, to be honest it changes it changes but at the moment I think um, probably probably a guy called Matthew Liam Gardner um, he is a he's an awesome guy if you don't know him you should look him up he actually I actually just did a kind of coaching program with him um, he's just a magician you know, he's just um, he's so magical and he can just like as soon as you speak to him bang he just brings out your like your fullness and your essence and he's so magnetising so magnetising I've just taken like a journey with him and um, like 30 others and it's really just nice. been just been mind blowing it's just been mind blowing um, yeah. yeah so forgive I, I do have a call at two forgive me Oh yeah, what's the time? Yeah, cool man. Good stuff. Well, it was yeah. it was so good to connect with you. Yeah, Angus, I I'd, I'd like to do this again. I feel like we just got started. We could do it every so often. Yeah, man, that sounds good. That sounds good. Um, all right, guys. And thank you for everybody who watched. Yeah. Yeah, thanks to everyone who watched, and you know you can jump on True's profile uh, to see what he's all about. He's also doing a um, co-writing a book. Um, and he's doing a TED talk as well, which is really cool. So go and check out his stuff. And um, true, we'll, we'll see you soon, my friend. All right. Thank you very much. Great to meet you. you Great too. to meet you, Angus. Yeah. Have a good day. Okay. Bye. Bye.